Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 165 of the Always Race Day podcast. I'm Connor Ferguson. I'll be joined by Caleb Sloha and Josh Olmstead in a second here. Uh, real quick, sorry for the delay. I've been sick off my ass, basically, uh, for like five days now. Um, starting to come out of it, so that's really good. Uh, but re- real quick uh, as well. We're presented tonight by the uh, fine folks at the Carlotto Group. If you're looking for a car, look no further than the Carlotto Group. And I promise by the next episode, I'll have a very creative uh, advertisement for you. I have not had time to work on a ton of stuff, nor the energy. Um, but anyways, how are you guys doing? Uh, well, I'm recovering from being sick, too. So it's been uh, it's been a whale of a time. It's been going through the group chats. Yeah, it's that and work. Uh, it's I think that's who I got it from was work. So yeah, it's been it's been a fun time. So uh, Monday night, uh, Kyle Larson, kind of where we're going to start here, uh, getting ready for his Indianapolis uh, 500 attempt. Uh, so they actually he had a test of Phoenix scheduled or practice session, kind of. Uh, they moved it from Tuesday when it was originally supposed to be up to Monday to avoid weather uh similar to the clash and uh we're we're still gonna talk about that don't worry uh but i guess uh he got up to about 180 or 190 today uh almost lost it in one of the corners uh so he got a little uncomfortable i think that helped him a little bit from uh what he said his full interview uh is also on our youtube the full uh press conference from this morning uh but he he goes really in depth uh, about what he learned and uh, stuff like that. But the one major takeaway I have from it uh, is just him talking about the team that they put around him and uh, the actual opportunity he has to succeed uh, in these two races. I know a lot of people have done the double uh, before, but I don't think many have done it in you know one of the top IndyCar teams uh, and then gone over and been a guy that has won a recent Coca-Cola 600 in the same car that he's won it in. Yeah, so to your point of saying, like, uh, you know, it helped him to get a little out of shape, uh, it's kind of cliche, but it's very true. Like, you don't know where the line is until you cross it a little bit. So um, it's, you know, you never know if you can go faster, push the car harder until you get a little bit sideways. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what he can do. I mean, 
like Kurt Busch when he attempted it. Uh, he actually did pretty good in the Indy 500, but then blue motor at the Coke 600. So um, it's going to be interesting to see now to NASCAR's looks like they're going to change the rules for him. So um, it's going to be. Oh, interesting wait, to see. Wait, wait, OK, explain that. What, what are you talking about here on the changing the rules? Yeah. So NASCAR. I don't know if it's official, but NASCAR basically said that they are looking at changing the rules so that Larson would not have to start at the rear of the field um, for, you know, missing qualifying or practice or, you know, any any event. So, um, I, OK, I, so oh, did you want to talk about if you like that or not? If it, how so how if are they going to determine his qualifying position? Well, because what is when is qualifying for that i guess is the question because it might just be for like missing the drivers meeting and stuff that might be yeah, so okay. we'd, have to, we'd have to figure out when one qualifying is and another and i haven't even put qualifying in my schedules yet but um no if it's if he qualifies the car and still misses the drivers meeting and you send him to the back for missing the drivers meeting i think it's stupid anything else if it's just for like if he can't qualify i don't think you should be able to have you know, uh, give me a name, give me a name, Mike Lynette, qualify your car, uh, and then you race. I don't think you should get to do that. But I also think it's a 600-mile race in NASCAR. I don't think it matters where you start. Yeah, I'm trying to look and see. Um, but I think it's just for, like, the driver's meeting, to be honest. Um, so, yeah, that's, I mean, typically the rule in the past. Um, but... I don't know. I, I have kind of interesting feelings about it that, you know, how many times has that race been ran and, you know, people have always had to be penalized and now they can't. And coincidentally, it happens to be a Hendrick driver. And oh, my God, I'm just I'm just saying, I'm just how many saying. people have attempted this, though? Like he's like the sixth. Yeah. Like, it's not a very common situation, and I think it's more like, oh, people are willing to do this more because they've had other conversations about other drivers doing it as well. It's definitely more than six, and those people that have done it have done it multiple times, too. So there's... Okay, well, I got the, I got the six number from the IndyCar press conference today. So if you can find the sixth and the seventh, you be my guest. Are you Caleb's furiously researching this? This is where we need <laughs> Noah. I wonder if Noah has stats on this stuff. Noah would probably not have stats on the Indy... Um, but no, I, I think, uh, he got some extra practice with, uh, petting today as, as well, uh, live pit stops and stuff. He goes into that. He kind of goes into, uh, being able to hop into different cars and, uh, you know, drive different vehicles, kind of everyone with, you know, a, a multi-class car video game that wants to grow up and run every sort of different type of vehicle that drives differently. Um, it's just cool to see. I hope more people do it in our lifetimes. I hope it becomes a normal thing, like one person's doing this year. Maybe Aero McLaren can pull out one car to have someone do it every year. Who knows? Um, I know this deal uh, took a lot from HendrickCars.com and uh, both teams working together to come together. Um, so that's a big part of that. But, yeah, it'd be really cool. I know uh, I think Kyle Busch has said he wanted to do it. Uh, I'm trying to think of anyone else. Josh, do you know? Mm. Well, you know, Justin Haley. Justin Haley wants to, that'd be cool too. I think you know, Justin apparently, apparently is, he's turned down several offers. Oh, 
I want, I just want that free agency portal. Like I want that to be a running thing on a website somewhere. So-and-so reached out to this guy to try and run the double, just specifically the double for both sides. I think no one in the field really has the flexibility like Larson has that would. Cody Ware. He's not even in the field anymore. What do you mean the flexibility? He might be at Daytona. What do you mean the flexibility? Like the experience and the knowledge amongst like other divisions and like type. I mean, you practice your way up to it. Well, yeah, but just even before that, like obviously his background is very. Did how much did Kurt Busch drive outside of a car in the five years that he drove before the dump? I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna say right now. You're gonna tell me the guys like Tyler Reddick, Christopher Bell, like. You just. I, mean, I just. I just don't see them wanting to do it, or what like getting their opportunity. You're saying they need the want. Yeah. I, that, yeah. Like I just don't. You I just don't think they're to. they're like big ticket names that people that like IndyCar teams are gonna be like. I want you like Larson is like a big ticket name that IndyCar drivers are going to want. Yeah. But in there's some IndyCar teams that just need a driver in a spot. And if they want extra publicity and that a big money sponsor, great. Awesome. Well, darn. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, that's your talking privileges being revoked. Oh man. I, God damn it. I didn't press the mute button fast enough, so you guys are going to hear that. And I, to be honest, I don't know how to edit that out. So I'm really sorry about your ears. God, that's the fourth. What was that? The fireworks go off four times a day. They say that this is a test for a guy fixing it. I don't think he knows that much about what he's doing. Uh, There was a day where it just, it was going off for 15 minutes. And I had to plug in like a racing video game and put headphones on and I could still like hear it pretty well. And it just like stays in your head. That's all you're thinking. So, um, what, gosh, what were we doing? What were we talking? Uh, who else would we consider? Oh yeah. So just any driver doing the double is going to be, if you're, if you know how to market yourself or you need a sponsor to finish out you know your package to put together for the indy 500 getting a guy running the double might be easier to market than uh i don't want to throw an indy car free agent name out there and just say they're below this line but it might be easier to get companies to go along with it their sponsor in the cup series might want to come along with them uh, as is the case here uh yeah i just hope we see more people do it I mean, I definitely think we're getting to that point because we are starting to see more of a, a crossover from it. Yeah, and like and that said, international celebration of motorsports. Like as much as the people, you know, you'll have those people that are like, oh, do we have to hear about diversity every day? And it's like, well, this also helps like cool stuff like this. But you, you are starting to see, I mean, let's be honest, at this point, we could see like, uh, I mean, people like Joseph Newgarden have said that they want, you know, they've expressed some interest in doing the stock car racing. Marco Andretti, we could see him, you know, in the not too, you know, close future of doing the double. Uh, you know, I've already mentioned guys like Reddick and Bell. Kyle Bush has expressed interest. You know, Justin Haley says he's turned down. You know, so there's a, a lot of guys that are kind of flirting to have Turner down offers. 
I you could give me ten guesses and I wouldn't have guessed Justin Haley. Um, no, and then uh, the only other thing from IndyCar, and this is something the teams are going after. I don't believe it's something IndyCar has really explored into uh, actually doing yet. Um, but there was a, pro- a report out the other day that with a uh, sort of driver team, not driver team, uh, team and series agreement that it would involve that they want some of the starting spots in the Indy 500 guaranteed. So it wouldn't just be the fast 33 cars. I assume you guys are kind of where I'm at, where it's like, just make it the fastest 33. Like it's always been, uh, that seems to be where the entire fan base is at anyways. Even if it doomed you last year. I, as a guy who's cheered for James Hinchcliffe and J.R. Hildebrand, and I'm still saying it's, keep the fast 33 like here's the thing i don't i mean i don't want it to be real deep but i think there should be some point provisionals in there so like i i feel like the top 10 in points when we get there you shouldn't go home now if you're you know, 20, if you're 25th in points i don't care that much but well, top like, 10 in points when they go to india isn't ever like close to the top 10 when they <laughs> Even when they left Indy, when it was double points, it would be a completely different top ten. I mean, so? Uh, yeah, I don't <laughs> But there's, there's no reason to do it. I don't know. I, I just – here's the thing. If we didn't have the deal where rides just got bought out anyway, I would feel a lot stronger about it. But like, Okay, it, yeah, that mm, – yeah. If, like you've got the example of you know if if the guy who's first in points goes out crashes in qualifying he's gonna be in the field i mean look at graham ray hall last year like all it's gonna be is that one of the guys who did make it is just not gonna be in the race so okay last year's was kind of a tough scenario like it's not like someone got bought out but that's just my like that's the perfect example though to use of like we've seen it in years past where some you know big name doesn't make the race because of x y z and they're in the race anyway and whoever you know the the small guy is or the low budget team they sell out so that the big guy can get in so if we didn't have that you know if it was very cut clear like you know whatever this field is that's what it's going to be then i would feel stronger about it but we know that you know whoever doesn't make it is is going to be in any way all right let's uh let's talk some nascar let's talk the clash uh denny hamlin ends up winning on saturday night obviously they moved that race uh completely uh forward by a day which took an absolute you know tremendous amount of working together uh and stuff between fox nascar everyone involved um and the fans that you know ended up going down there uh to watch the race uh on saturday night what do you guys think of the uh the tv product at least i thought it was pretty good um there's some there are some times uh where fox went to commercial where i was like okay that's a bit odd there's 150 green flag laps in this race and we're missing 15 like what are we doing um but other than that uh no the uh end there's like three wrecks on the last lap last corner and we didn't see a single one um i know that fox fox still suffers from the like whatever's happening in the you know 
top two at the line, like that's all they're going to show. Especially like we've seen that in stages two where it's like we get to whoever's crossing the line at the stage break and then we go to commercial and there could be like a seven wide battle for eighth and we're just not going to show it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I thought other than that, like, uh, you know, you can like the commentators or not like them. I saw some mixed reviews. Uh, I, I didn't think the broadcast in itself was bad. Um, I do, you know, uh, and we'll talk about this when we do our season preview and stuff, but if the Daytona 500 is a commercial fest again, it is not going to be uh, pretty. Um, but I did want to point out, uh, they still got 1.511 million viewers uh, on Saturday night. Caitlin Clark got 1.6. Um, they're pretty, pretty dang good numbers for all things considered um, to get that on Fox Sports 1 with three hours notice that it was even going on. So I was impressed yeah. with that. That and I mean, a lot of people, especially, were were watching that Iowa game. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's kudos to them. I mean, we talk about you know moving stuff around. You got to get that TV window stuff like that. But even too like at the track, you're you're calling Mary Smith, who you know is a volunteer worker or whatever. You know, you're saying, hey, can you come work tonight instead of tomorrow night? And yeah, there's there's a lot of moving parts in order to do that. And on top of it all, I, I mean, NASCAR paid the ultimate price because, you know, they lost heavily on that deal. Uh, you know, just f from losing, you know, all the ticket sales first off and then, you know, you're going to lose TV numbers and, you know, it just you're going to make a lot of, you know, people kind of upset by doing what you did, but at the same token, you, you got the race in and you got everybody out of there safely. So, yeah, uh, I'm completely agree with you. Uh, and this is from, uh, Adam Stern's, uh, tweet, but numbers in, uh, 2023, it was 3.6, uh, million viewers in 2022 was 4.2. Uh, so massive drop there. Um, I, I wish that, we could have seen it um, this week with a packed grandstand. Obviously, that didn't happen. Um, and I thought there was, I think they had increased attendance from year one to year two. Um, but three-year run, it appears it may be over. Uh, I was going to ask you guys where you want to see it go. Josh? Back to Daytona. You asshole. God. No. I, Actually, uh, let me, let me Denny, explain. Oh, you Denny go. made a really good point about that too. It, it, he he goes, you know, like logistically it makes sense and all that, but financially it just it doesn't make any sense to go tear up cars to go do an exhibition race. Yeah, I've and I can get it with this next gen car because parts are still even to this day scarce to come by compared to what it was with the last gen where they obviously were able to come from their own shops compared to a one chain department. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just from this the standpoint of it making sense, like kind of like you said, because I remember growing up like speed weeks was like the big thing and it was so cool to see that. And now, like, we have nothing near that at any, any point in the season. 
And Hamlin actually did bring that up too on his podcast. He talked about like back in the day, by the time we got to the Daytona 500, like you had practices, you had duels, you had the clash, you had qualifying. Like by the time we got to the 500, you knew kind of who the group to beat was. And so it created a lot of momentum and you know a lot of talk but now it's like you kind of show up to the daytona 500 and you you don't really know which is a good thing and a bad thing but uh yeah i i do feel like it it kind of takes away some of the eyes because you know you get all this buzz about daytona for you know two three weeks and now it's kind of just you know six days before Okay, I hope I don't ruin our clip with that, with Colin Josh an asshole and then not explaining why. But I, I hopefully have enough energy to do one little mini rant here. Um, this reminds me so much of this cable TV cost cutters going to streaming. Uh, ESPN's partnering up with other people to put all this stuff on the same package and have all these channels on the same streaming platform. It kind of sounds like what we had 10 years ago with cable TV that everyone hated, and now we want it back. Except, except, the clash at Daytona has always and will always be just the most meaningless exhibition. Great, I don't, you know, however much money that you give first place, it doesn't matter. It it's a preseason race. These guys have a lot of money. It's cool that they win that. It's a lot of money to them still, no matter what it is. And if it's at Daytona, it's it's just another practice session with other cars on the track where you have reason to wreck people. Reason to not wreck people on purpose, but get in those accidents. I'd rather see NASCAR take the clash to a short track that hasn't had a cup series race in 30 years or more a short track that's never had any nascar to it and i'd like to see him go invest in those facilities and go to a different one each year and come away with your helping a short track every season get better and you know hopefully your short track package like really gets better along with it but at the very least you're reinvesting into the grassroots of the sport and otherwise yeah take it international that'd be cool too it doesn't have to be two Sundays ahead of Daytona. There's no rule that says that the clash needs to be right there. And for the people saying like, I want speed weeks back. I want speed weeks back. Okay. You have the world of outlaws at Volusia Speedway Park, 30 minutes from Daytona. You have new Smyrna running the world series of asphalt that entire damn week with the wheel and modified series there too. I believe Arca runs there as well. High limits down there. Now they're going to be running some races over there. Oh, the Lucas Oil late models are down there. The World of Outlaws late models are down there. What the fuck do you mean give me back speed weeks? You have more speed weeks than you can ever fucking imagine right now. I should actually There's never an over any overlap, though. There's there's like there's the plenty of overlap. They race every time day. wise, time wise, time wise in the day. Obviously they're on the same days, but like New Smyrna would always be at night. So are the dirt races. At night. Yeah, it's all at night. Yeah, those are overlapping, but the speed weeks is during the day. The Budweiser yeah, that, was yes and no. I mean, the duels weren't uh, back in like the duels I mean, are as of recently. They haven't been, but like I remember eight. The duels were at night last year. Years ago. What did I just say, Connor? Night or, night or day, I don't care. Like there's still racing going on. One seventy-five lap exhibition race that typically ended in all the guys wrecking each other and four cars crossing the line unscathed is not something that I want to sign up for again. We don't need to do that again. I get there's history there. 
go to some short tracks, make it unique and cool like you did with this. The people complaining about what LA was, why? Why? What, what in the world could you complain about with that? They ran a race inside a football stadium. It wasn't supposed to be the most exciting race ever. It was supposed to introduce NASCAR to new fans. Okay. There wasn't any limits along with it, aside from the racing on a track that's the size of a damn football field. That's it. The short track package has sucked and still sucks. Okay. Ask them to change that. Your complaints are not with what the clash ended up being. Your complaints are that, oh, there's changes and I don't like change. No, I just like the whole build up to the aspect of the Daytona 500. To There's still the build up. There's still the build up. Have, have the NASCAR guys go run some modifieds at Volusia. I yeah, mean, and then I, one of them I, gets put in the wall and knows no safer barrier and they can't race Joey, Daytona. Okay, hold, the, hold the phone. Oh hold boy. the phone. Hold the phone. Travis Pastrana and Joey Logano both ran in the last two years there. Austin Dillon's ran there. Um, it's not the, it's not the fact that it hasn't happened. It's the fact that what if. You get hurt. Like you can, okay, first off, the dirt cars are just as safe, if not safer, than NASCARs at Daytona specifically, okay? Number two, you can get hurt walking down the stairs. So if we're doing the like, oh, hey, they could get hurt. Yeah, well, they could get hurt walking to the car too, all right? I've it, seen this before. I've, I've seen this conversation we have, before. We have had, I've, I've had this rant before specifically because I just mean with college basketball players. Mm-hmm. It's I I mean I I agree with the buildup of Daytona. Um, like, like it's I so iconic. Like you want it to stand out amongst the other races. You're missing that. But I will say the idea that was floated around about going to like a different short track and you know giving them a, a chunk of money. Like if it would never happen. But like the clash coming to Hawkeye Downs, yeah. like. If they gave us fifty thousand dollars for coming to run there or whatever, or how, you know, how far would fifty thousand dollars go at Hawkeye Downs? I mean, it, yeah, it, it goes a long way. There's a lot you can do for that money. I was hoping your eyes would like get really big and you'd go like, "Are you dude? The possibilities endless." <clears throat> no, and I'm not. I'm not going to diss that idea. And frankly, like the clash could go elsewhere, and I'd be like, "Okay, that's fine." Like it doesn't have to be Daytona. I just kind of considered that in the aspect of speed weeks and yeah, it's, it, it's part of it. It just hasn't been. And I, I've still felt the same about speed weeks. It's still cool. That first practice session is just, it's probably cooler than it was before with having the bud shootout, but it's like that first time cars are on track uh, is still that practice session. I, I think that's, I don't know if that's the cool part of that for me. And then Plus, if the clash goes back to Daytona, we got to do another podcast with Caleb going, why do we still do super speedway racing, guys? It's getting ridiculous. They're tearing up even more cars. Yeah. With no, with no data to back it up. They could have the cleanest race ever. And Caleb's like, yeah, they, they almost wrecked. I'm just giving you shit. You're just lucky you don't feel good. We'll just leave it at that. I know. I can barely smile without my lips hurting. They're so chapped from, yeah, just, I tried right there. I don't know if you noticed that, but if I, if it looks like I had a resting bitch face, I'll have to, yeah, I, I just walked around my apartment for 10 minutes looking for that stuff. Man, I'm a mess. I'm a mess this week. I hope this second antibiotic kicks in today. Uh, no, I'm all good. You guys all good? Some programming stuff. Uh, Late Wednesday. So if you're listening this Wednesday morning, um, I think we're going to have our World of Outlaws preview. Uh, should be up by like 1 o'clock or so. Uh, we're recording it at noon. Uh, just the 
quickest we could get it done where all three of us were available. So uh, thank you guys again uh, for tuning in. Thanks again to the Carl Auto Group. Um, and thanks for hanging out, hanging with us. Uh, really excited for what Always Race Day is going to do uh, in 2024. Still more stuff to come, more stuff to announce. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for that announcement I teased a few weeks ago, the clues are alive and vibrant. So I'll, I'll just say that. All right. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate you all.